section forty seven of italy france spain and portugal this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by sonia as the narrator monica is eva davis as johanna thomas peter as king charles nemo as archbishop and alan mapstone as higher the world's story volume five italy france spain and portugal edited by eva march tappan section forty seven the coming of the maid of orleans fourteen twenty eight by johann christoph friedrich von schiller in the early days of the fifteenth century france was in a sad condition not only were there dissensions uprisings and even civil war but the king charles the sixth had become insane it was a favourable time to make an invasion and this was done by henry v of england isabel wife of charles the sixth had small regard for the rights of her son charles and in fourteen twenty she willingly signed the treaty of troyes by which henry was recognised as the heir of the insane sovereign at the death of the kings of both france and england in fourteen twenty two the little boy henry the sixth now king of england was brought to paris by the english and crowned king of france some of the french people stood by charles the seventh as their lawful sovereign but he had little of either hope or skill in warfare the town of orleans was one of the few that remained true to him and the english had laid siege to that but now a strange thing came to pass for a simple village maiden came to the camp and asked to speak with the king stories had preceded her that she regarded herself as chosen of god to raise the siege of orleans and to conduct charles to reims to be crowned the following scene from schiller's play the maid of orleans pictures the interview to test her power charles has bidden the earl dunois to occupy the royal seat while he himself stands amongst the courtiers the editor johanna accompanied by the counsellors and many knights who occupy the background of the scene she advances with noble bearing and slowly surveys the company dunois after a long and solemn pause art thou the wondrous maiden johanna interrupts him regarding him with dignity thou wilt tempt thy god this place abandon which becomes thee not to this more mighty one the maid is sent with a firm step she approaches the king bows one knee before him and rising immediately steps back all present express their astonishment dunois forsakes his seat which is occupied by the king maiden thou ne'er hast seen my face before whence hast thou then this knowledge thee i saw when none beside save god in heaven beheld thee she approaches the king and speaks mysteriously bethink thee dauphin in the bygone night when all around they buried in deep sleep thou from thy couch didst rise and offer up an earnest prayer to god let these retire and i will name the subject of thy prayer what i to heaven confided need not be from men concealed disclose to me my prayer and i shall doubt no more that god inspires thee three prayers thou offerest dauphin listen now whether i name them to thee thou didst pray 
that if there were appended to this crown unjust possession or if heavy guilt not yet atoned for from thy father's times occasion this most lamentable war god would accept thee as a sacrifice have mercy on thy people and pour forth upon thy head the chalice of his wrath charles steps back with awe who art thou mighty one whence comest thou all express their astonishment to god thou offerest this second prayer that if it were his will and high decree to take away the sceptre from thy race and from thee to withdraw whate'er thy sires the monarchs of this kingdom once possessed he in his mercy would preserve to thee three priceless treasures a contented heart thy friend's affection and thine agnes love the king conceals his face the spectators express their astonishment thy third petition shall i name to thee enough i credit thee is doth surpass mere human knowledge thou art sent by god who art thou wonderful and holy maid what favoured region bore thee what blessed pair beloved of heaven may claim thee as their child most reverend father i am named johanna i am a shepherd's lowly daughter born in domremy a village of my king included in the diocese of toul and from a child i kept my father's sheep and much and frequently i heard them tell of the strange islanders who o'er the sea had come to make us slaves and on us force a foreign lord who loveth not the people how the great city paris they had seized and had usurped dominion o'er the realm then earnestly god's mother i implore to save us from the shame of foreign chains and to preserve to us our lawful king not distant from my native village stands an ancient image of the virgin blessed to which the pious pilgrims oft repaired hard by a holy oak of blessed power standeth far famed through wonders manifold beneath the oak's broad shade i love to sit tending my flock my heart still drew me there and if by chance among the desert hills a lambkin strayed twas shown me in a dream when in the shadow of this oak i slept and once when through the night beneath this tree in pious adoration i had sat resisting sleep the holy one appeared bearing a sword and banner otherwise clad like a shepherdess and thus she spake tis i arise johanna leave thy flock the lord appoints thee to another task receive this banner gird thee with a sword therewith exterminate my people's foes conduct to reims the royal master's son and crown him with the kingly diadem and i made answer how may i presume to undertake such deeds a tender maid unpractised in the dreadful art of war and she replied a maiden pure and chaste achieves whate'er on earth is glorious if she to earthly love ne'er yields her heart look upon me a virgin like thyself i to the christ the lord divine gave birth and am myself divine mine eyelids then she touched and when i upward turned my gaze heaven's wide expanse was filled with angel boys who bore white lilies in their hands while tones of sweetest music floated through the air and thus on three successive nights appeared the holy one and cried arise johanna 
the Lord appoints thee to another task. And when the third night she revealed herself, wrathful she seemed, and chiding spake these words, Obedience, woman's duty here on earth, severe endurance is her heavy doom. She must be purified through discipline, whose serveth here is glorified above. While thus she spake, she let her shepherd garb fall from her, and as queen of heaven stood forth enshrined in radiant light, while golden clouds upbore her slowly to the realms of bliss. All are moved. Agnès Sorel, weeping, hides her face on the bosom of the king. Archbishop, after a long pause. Before divine credentials such as these, each doubt of earthly prudence must subside. Her deeds attest the truth of what she speaks, for God alone such wonders can achieve. I credit not her wonders but her eyes, which beam with innocence and purity. Am I a sinner worthy of such favour? Infallible, all-searching eye, thou seest mine inmost heart, my deep humility. Humility shines brightly in the skies. Thou art abased, hence God exalted thee. Shall I indeed withstand mine enemies? France, I will lay submissive at thy feet. And Orléans, says thou, will not be surrendered. The Loire shall sooner roll its waters back. Shall I in triumph enter into Rome's? I through ten thousand foes will lead thee there. The knights make a noise with their lances and shields, and evince signs of courage. Appoint the maiden to command the host. We follow blindly wheresoe'er she leads. The Holy One's prophetic eye shall guide, and this brave sword from danger shall protect her. A universe in arms we will not fear. If she, the Mighty One, precede our troops, the God of battle walketh by her side. Let her conduct us to victory. The knights clang their arms and press forward. Yes, holy maiden, do thou lead mine host. My chiefs and warriors shall submit to thee. The sword of matchless temper, proved in war, sent back in anger by the constable, hath found a hand more worthy. Prophetess, do thou receive it, and henceforward be. No, noble Dauphin, conquest to my liege is not accorded through this instrument of earthly might. I know another sword wherewith I am to conquer, which to thee I, as the spirit taught, will indicate. Let it be hither brought. Name it, Joanna. Send to the ancient town of Fierbois. There in St. Catherine's churchyard is a vault where lie in heaps the spoils of bygone war. Among them is the sword which I must use. It by three golden lilies may be known. Upon the blade impressed, let it be brought, for thou, my liege, shall conquer through the sword. Perform what she commands. And a white banner edged with a purple border let me bear. Upon this banner let the Queen of Heaven be pictured, with the beauteous Jesus child, floating in glory o'er this earthly ball, for so the Holy Mother showed it me. So be it as thou sayest. Johanna to the Archbishop. Reverend Bishop, lay on my head thy consecrated hands. Pronounce a blessing, Father, on thy child. 
she kneels down not blessings to receive but to dispense art thou appointed go with power divine but we are sinners all and most unworthy end of section forty seven this recording is in the public domain